are Locked On Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thanks for joining us on a Friday edition of the show. A lot to get to like normal. We are proud to be part of the Locked On Podcast Network, America's number one daily podcast network. And today we're going to be talking about the BYU basketball win over Portland. Fairly easy win in the second half after messing around in the first half. We'll talk about that. Preview the revenge game against San Francisco tomorrow night at the Marriott Center. We'll also talk a little bit about former Cougars in the XFL, the new football league funded by WWE founder Vince McMahon, has a number of BYU Cougars on rosters around the country as they begin their season tomorrow. We'll talk about that and also catch up on everything else going on in BYU sports news like we normally do. Today's show brought to you by our good friends over at Spavia in Sandy. We'll tell you what they're offering our listeners in the run-up to Valentine's Day here in just a little bit. With that rundown out of the way, let's get started. This is Locked on Cougars for February 7th. 2020. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah. Thanks again for joining us on your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. If you're new to the show, we aim to be your one-stop shop for all of the BYU news you need to know each and every day. Insider information you can't find anywhere else. So make sure to hit that subscribe or follow button on whichever podcast provider you're listening on. That way you never miss a show, and that way you're always up to date with all the BYU news each and every day. So that way you can be the smartest BYU fan in the room. Let's start things off today talking about BYU basketball. They went to Portland last night, and if you're watching in the first half, you felt like, okay, what is BYU doing? They're much better than this team. Speaking of the pilots, they should be running away from these guys. And credit to BYU, they finally realized that about 15 minutes into this game, it felt like. Uh, they went on a nice little run to finish out the half. I think it was 8 nothing run. Uh, Yoli Childs had a tough offensive game in the first half. Just couldn't make buckets. Got to the free, fr- free throw line, which helped in many regards. But uh, just had to sit back and understand that BYU at some point you felt like was going to make a run and they did that so they had an extended 18 to 2 run on both sides of halftime it really broke this game open and BYU just races out to a big lead that they never surrendered and they pick up a big victory on the road over the Portland Pilots 85 to 54 was your final Yoli Childs tied Jake Toulson for the game high in points both of them scoring 22 apiece so it combined 44 points between the two of them and I thought it was a fantastic fantastic out for BYU basketball. I they need to take care of business against teams like this. Portland is now 1 and 9 in West Coast Conference play. They are not on the same level as BYU and when they got within 33-29 before BYU went on that extended 18 to 2 run little nervy moment there for BYU wondering okay is the child center where BYU's had issues in the past going to rise up and bite them and to BYU's credit they didn't let that happen they just ran away from the Portland Pilots and took care of business so I give them credit in that regard now you get ready for a game against San Francisco trying to exact some revenge as you take on the Dons tomorrow at the Marriott Center uh, BYU now 18 and 7 overall 7 and 3 in West Coast Conference play they're up to number 22 in the net ratings which is the NCAA's official ratings for the NCAA selection committee it tracks your win etc. And BYU looking more and more like a lock as an at-large team for the NCAA tournament. That is a fantastic thing to see. The Ken Palm ratings for BYU have the Cougars at number 15. The highest they've been in Ken Palm Warriors, uh, much lauded ranking since Jimmer Fredette senior year in 2010. So 
2011, excuse me. But it's a big opportunity for BYU staring them in the face. You cannot lose to San Francisco tomorrow night at the Marriott Center. The Dons come in now 5-5 five and five in West Coast Conference play. They come in on the heels of a tough loss at uh, Pacific yesterday on a two-game losing streak. They lost to the Gonzaga after a hard-fought game last Saturday, 83-79, to and then drop a disappointing game last night to the Pacific Tigers, 60-48, to coming into BYU now. And I think you look at this, and BYU, that loss to San Francisco might be, with the Boise State loss, the worst losses on BYU's schedule to this point in the season. Uh, It's just a crazy, crazy game out there at USF. And I, I felt like BYU just... They, they didn't play with urgency in that game against San Francisco, especially in the second half. They gave up a big run. Uh, they kind of fell apart defensively. Uh, Khalil Shabazz came off the bench, what was it, 32 points on a perfect night shooting. Just an impressive, impressive uh, showing for him in that regard. Yeah, Khalil Shabazz, all 10 of his shots made, including six three-pointers, thir- career-high 32 points. You cannot have that tomorrow night as BYU faces off against the Dons. Uh, as you heard probably yesterday on yesterday's podcast, we talked with uh, Dalton Nixon, BYU senior forward, about the Portland game mainly, but he did make a comment to me about the showdown with San Francisco and what's on BYU's mind as they face off against the Dons, and we'll replay that for you right now. You mentioned just a minute ago about how you guys focus on each game in conference play. With that game against San Francisco kind of on your memory banks as they come up here, do you guys, hey, we got to focus on Portland, but we still have that sitting there? Absolutely, you know, and so... um, we really want to just take care of business at Portland. You know, it's really hard to go into this week and know that San Francisco here is going to be a huge game for us. It's going to be a battle because of what happened when we played them there, uh, you know, a couple of weeks ago or, or whenever it was. And so, you know, coming to the gym today felt felt really good to focus on Portland, to, you know, feel good about the scout, feel good about the game prep. And, you know, we'll take it one day at a time. We're just trying to get better every day. And I think that's the best thing for us. For when you know games like uh, San Francisco come on Saturday, so there is a revenge factor absolutely for BYU in this game. If you're looking for something to do on a Saturday night, it's a seven o'clock tip off on BYU TV down there at the Marriott Center. Get your tickets BYUtickets.com. Love to have you guys out there supporting this team. Like I've said, BYU essentially on track now to make the NCAA tournament, and that should be exciting to anybody who has been pining for BYU to get back to the Big Dance. Uh, the crowds at BYU home games so far this season have not been great. The uh, season high was the St. Mary's game the other night. But I think as this team picks up some more steam, hopefully more fans will show up and support the Cougars. I would encourage you guys, if you're looking for something to do, get out to the Marriott Center tomorrow night and make sure you have a good time with your family and friends and check out what they've got going on. All right, we'll catch up on some of the other news in BYU sports. We'll switch gears to talk some BYU football. A lot of former BYU Cougars going to be suiting up in the professional ranks tomorrow, beginning tomorrow, with the XFL reboot t- uh, kicking off their season around the country. And it should be an exciting time. We'll talk a little bit about the XFL, what you can expect from it, and also look at what former players are playing where in terms of former BYU Cougars. We'll get to that. Before we do that, though, some of you probably heard here, uh, we're t- sponsoring t- with Spavia in the run-up to Valentine 
Valentine's Day here on Locked On Cougars. And of course, we're a week away from Valentine's Day. A lot of you probably starting to think, okay, what do I need to get my significant other? Well, I want you guys to check out Spavia. They aim to bring a five-star luxury resort spa feel to anybody and everybody. You don't have to be staying at a five-star resort or hotel to have this experience. I visited Spavia. I got a massage from them. It was the best massage I've ever had in my entire life. It was phenomenal. I would encourage you guys to check it out. They're a full-service spa, facials, massages, couples massages, anything and everything you might need for your significant other for Valentine's Day this year. Spavia can handle it for you. They're right down there in Sandy, 102nd South, right near the Southtown Expo Center, as well as Rio Tinto Stadium. You know exactly where I'm talking about on State Street, so go check them out, guys. And right now, their best offer they're offering anybody is to our Locked On podcast listeners, Locked On Cougars listeners. Buy two gift cards, you'll get the uh, third gift card of equal value for free. So if you buy $200 gift cards, you get another $100 gift card for free. It's the best deal they are offering this time of year, especially in the run-up to Valentine's Day. Give them a call, guys. They'll find the right package for you. Uh, they've got couples massages, package discounts, gifts with purchases. But like I said, the best deal is what they're offering our locked-on listeners. What you need to do to get this deal is call Spavia at 801-424-7566, Men- Mention you're a Locked On Cougars listener, and they'll help you put together that special deal and make sure you're taken care of in the gift cards especially. Score points with your Valentine and give the gift of ultimate relaxation and pampering. Give the gift of Spavia. Give them a call, 801-424-7566. All right, guys, the XFL is kicking off their season tomorrow. And some of you may remember the original uh, XFL really was just kind of a crazy uh, uh, iteration of, of pro football in the early 2000s. I was a big Las Vegas Outlaws fan for the one season it was around. It was doomed to fail from the start. The, the, the hijinks and the gimmicks they were going with just weren't going to last. But Vince McMahon is getting back into the pro football game, rebooting the XFL, and that kicks off tomorrow with two games followed by a doubleheader on Sunday. Uh, Saturday's games will feature the Seattle Dragons against the D.C. Defenders on ABC. That'll be at noon Mountain Time, followed by the L.A. Wildcats against the Houston Roughnecks on Fox at 3 o'clock Mountain Time. Then Sunday, uh, we'll feature the Tampa Bay Vipers against the New York Guardians at at noon, followed by the St. Louis Battlehawks and the Dallas Renegades at 3 o'clock on ESPN. So, full weekend of football. If you're looking for something to do in the aftermath of the Super Bowl, you may check this out. And a number of former Cougars will be playing in this. A former Cougar coach is going to be the offensive coordinator for the LA Wildcats. Is former BYU offensive coordinator Norm Chow. So you can see his team in action tomorrow, Saturday afternoon at 3 o'clock on Big Fox. I think the biggest thing about the XFL, just for a minute before we get to some of the players uh, from BYU who will be playing in this, that I think is going to help it succeed, is the fact that they have a relationship with ABC and Fox. They're going to be on Big ABC for their first game ever. They're going to be on Big Fox. They're going to be on ESPN. ESPN. The Alliance of American Football did not have the TV partnerships that the XFL does. The XFL also has much deeper pockets because Vince McMahon has sold off numerous shares of WWE stock to fund this venture. The hope is that he stays in it for the long term. He's really patient with this building, and it pays off. We'll see if it does. All the other pro leagues that have tried to go head-to-head with the NFL since the AFL-NFL merger have failed in spectacular fashion. Can the XFL be the exception? 
I can completely understand your guys' hesitancy to buy into this, but we will find out if it is able to succeed. And if it does, great. I think it's another avenue for guys to play pro football and continue their football careers. Now, former BYU Cougars who will be playing in this league include Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay Vipers defensive back Micah Hanneman. Uh, Hanneman played for the uh, Salt Lake Stallions of the Alliance of American Football last season. He is back playing pro football for the Vipers in the Eastern Conference of the XFL. He'll be joined by New York Guardians wide receiver Colby Pearson. Colby's had an interesting career. Didn't necessarily have the biggest career in a BYU uniform, but he's made numerous training camps in the NFL, has continued to chase his pro football dreams, and hoping to see him uh, cement himself as a regular in the XFL this season and show what he can do. We'll see what happens with the New York Guardians and Colby Pearson. Uh, The D.C. defenders will have offensive lineman DeAndre Wesley suiting up for them. DeAndre spent a number of years in the NFL on practice squads and the active roster with the Ravens and the Buffalo Bills most notably. He's not willing to give up the dream quite yet. And I think a lot of these guys see the XFL as an opportunity to have like another look or another uh, tryout, in essence, for the NFL. And DeAndre Wesley will be playing for the D.C. Defenders in this. And Wesley's had a great career to this point, and we'll see what happens with him playing tackle there for the D.C. Defenders. Other players to keep an eye on include Tijon Caroma playing for the Houston Roughnecks. Of course, Caroma was a four-year starter at center for BYU football. Absolutely incredible career, an undersized offensive lineman, but strong as an ox. He gets his opportunity to continue to play pro football as he'll suit up for Bob Stoops and the Houston Roughnecks. Uh, also, excuse me, they're coached by June Jones. Excuse me, the Houston Roughnecks coached by June Jones. The Dallas Renegades are coached by Bob Stoops. There's some cool coaches in this league, by the way, if you guys are looking for that. Speaking of the Dallas Renegades, Tomasi Laulile, former BYU defensive lineman, left BYU before his eligibility was up due to some off-the-field concerns. Concerns, but he has also been chasing his pro football dreams, and he'll be suiting up for Bob Stoops and the Dallas Renegades in that. And I think it's going to be a fantastic season all the way around. I think these teams have a lot of talent on them. Uh, obviously, it's not going to be top-level talent. The XFL has not been nearly as outspoken as the Alliance of American Football was in terms of saying, well, we're going to be partners with the NFL, and we're going to blah, blah, blah. Un- they understand where they stand. They have fantastic TV partnerships. I'm a kid. I'm a guy. I like football. Any and all football I'll be watching. I will be watching the XFL. I have not determined who my team is going to be quite yet. I'm kind of leaning towards the Seattle Dragons just because they have like a wannabe Trogdor, if you remember Homestar Runner back in the day on the internet as their mascot. And uh, Sean Walker and I uh, from KSL.com, a regular contributor here on the podcast, we've talked about the fact that if the XFL makes it long term, the Seattle franchise absolutely needs to have a Trogdor night where they have a Trogdor helmet that they wear. And a lot of you probably wonder that are younger, what is Trogdor? What are you talking about? All I got to do is say, Google Homestar Runner or Trogdor the Burninator, and you will know exactly what I am talking about in that regards. And I'm just excited to see BYU players playing in this league. I think it's a fantastic opportunity for guys that don't want to end their pro career quite yet or stop playing football and get on with another career they want to keep playing. Well, here's your opportunity to do that. So I'm excited to see what BYU players do in this league. We'll be tracking. We'll bring you guys some of the updates on this. We'll also talk a little bit more about the league and overall as we kind of talk about uh, changes. The one thing about the XFL I'm excited for is they promise to have shorter games. I think a lot of people wonder if the investment in time for a football game, either at the NFL or the college football level, is worth the investment. Well, 
At this point, I think the XFL understands that a shorter game is more important. They have shorter uh, play clock, shorter uh, game in-game breaks, all the different things that are going on. And you're going to see a lot going on to see if BYU players, former BYU players, the rest of the players in the XFL, if they have that opportunity to show what they can do. And if it proves that they can get themselves back into the NFL with an opportunity uh, playing here in the XFL, I think it's well worth it. The money's not great in the XFL, as you would expect. I think $50,000 is essentially the the uh, salary that most of these guys are going to make if they play the entire season in the XFL, but it's all an ends to, it's all a means to an end, and the hope is to get back to the NFL for all of these players, and we're going to find out. I'm excited to see how the XFL does. I will be watching. Hopefully you guys will be as well, and it kicks off tomorrow at noon on ABC, and we'll, of course, track the former Cougars the pros and how they perform in the XFL in this debut season of this brand new league, or I guess the reboot of this league, and it should be fun. So there you go. Some of the guys to track if you're a BYU football fan and want to track former Cougars in the XFL as they get ready for their debut season coming up this spring. All right, we'll switch gears, talk about the rest of BYU news you need to know about here in just a moment. Before we do that, though, you guys have probably heard a number of advertisers working with us here on Locked on Cougars. Uh, People like Deseret First Credit Union, Spavi, who we just talked about, our good friends at All Guard Pest Control. You may not know that Locked On Cougars is a great way for your local business to reach passionate BYU fans just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On Cougars gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners. That's a unique thing there, absolutely. And not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with BYU fans and a predominantly male audience that is well-educated, Educated, excuse me, with disposable income, then let's put your company or product right here on Locked On Cougars. Local fans love to support local businesses, so text the word advertising to 33777 or visit lockedonpodcast.com slash advertising and let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help you or we'll get our team to help your team achieve locked on advertising success. So once again, text the word advertising to 33777 or visit lockedonpodcast.com slash advertising. Look forward to hearing from you and working with you right here on Locked on Cougars. All right, last couple notes for you before we wrap up today is the weekend schedule for BYU. Uh, BYU, like I said, women's softball in action against Oregon tonight at 5 o'clock Mountain Time. You can get a link to that game on BYUcougars.com. The men's and women's track and field teams are in Nampa, Idaho for the Nike Boise Indoor Meet. That's at Jackson's Indoor Track. That'll be happening today and tomorrow, so best of luck to the track teams up there in Idaho. The women's gymnastics teams take on uh, Sacramento State in a dual meet tonight at the Smith Fieldhouse. That'll be televised live on BYU TV at 7 o'clock Mountain Time. Uh, I really like what the women's gymnastics program is doing under Guard Young. They're up to number 14 in the country, if I'm not mistaken, hoping to pick up another win tonight and continue to climb in the rankings there. Now, tomorrow, men's tennis will be in action in Albuquerque, New Mexico against the University of New Mexico. That's at 11 a.m. Mountain Time. The women's tennis team is in Provo at the indoor tennis courts, taking on Fresno State at the same time at 11 a.m. And then women's basketball is in action. They had Thursday off. They had a bye. They're taking on San Diego at Jenny Craig Pavilion tomorrow in San Diego, California. That's at 3 o'clock Mountain Times. They take on the Toreros. You can get a live stream link at w- on the WCC network on the BYUcougars.com feed if you want to track that. I also mentioned BYU against number 8 Pepperdine tomorrow night at 5 o'clock Mountain Time, followed by BYU men's basketball at 7 o'clock Mountain Time. Uh, should be fun night doubleheader-wise on BYU TV. And then BYU. 
BYU women's softball. Their first big matchup of the season is to take on number three Oklahoma in Puerto Vallarta, Mexico in their finale of the Puerto Vallarta Challenge. That'll be at 7.30 Mountain Time and a live stream link will be on BYUcougars.com with a subscription to Flow Softball. All right, that'll do it for today's edition of the podcast. Can't thank you guys enough for your continued support of the show. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Locked On Cougars. Follow my personal Twitter feed at Jacob C. Hatch. You also can weigh in with the show anytime you want by emailing us. LockedOnBYU at gmail.com is the, is the email address if you want to weigh in that way. Love to get your guys' thoughts. Apologies that we didn't get a listener mailbag in this week. We'll do one early next week to catch you guys up on that. So send in those questions now if you have them anything BYU related or otherwise we don't necessarily discriminate if it's another question about something else but we'll talk about those next week have some more interviews we need to get to uh, had a chance to speak with guys like Preston Hadley as well as Eric Mateos during BYU's National Signing Day press conferences we'll get those interviews on the podcast next week and obviously tomorrow night after BYU and San Francisco square off we'll have probably a postcast edition of the podcast to recap how things go for the Cougars in in basketball tomorrow night. All right, that'll do it for today's edition of the podcast. It's a blast to be with you guys each and every day. Like I said, follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review the show on whichever podcast you're listening to us on. And we will talk to you soon. This has been Locked on Cougars for February 7th, 2020.